0: Welcome in to episode three of the Godly Young Men podcast. It is hard to believe that we are already on episode three. No kidding. Uh, but we have the good news is we've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of comments from you guys on YouTube, Facebook, things like that. And we want to encourage you keep those comments coming. Let us know. Uh, we had a comment about uh, some audio issues that we had with episode one. We We've yeah. done what we can to try to uh, fix that. And so again, if you have something that you think would be really good for for us to to uh, tackle like a topic. Uh, if you just have audio visual feedback, we would love to hear from you. Um, I think the biggest thing though, that, that would help us as far as, as we're really getting going with this podcast again, we're already on episode three and we've got 50 more lined yep. up as far as yep. like topics and things. Biggest thing that, that can help us is if you just tell somebody about it. If you're somebody who you really enjoying it, maybe you're a young man watching it with your dad or just watching it on your own. And you think of somebody in your life that might really, really benefit from this? Just let them know about it. Send them the link on YouTube. Yep. Let them know about it in your podcast app. You know that I would say that's probably the biggest thing that people can do. Absolutely. If that, if you like the show, which hopefully you do,
1: right? If you don't, let us know. As he's saying, it's episode three. I mean, we're we're learning. Still. We're learning. Let there, us know there's, why. There's yeah, exactly. This is our first video podcast. That's why we're excited about this. Multiple reasons, but. This is our first video podcast. We do um, Think Deeper, of course, is kind of our flagship and Who Let the Dogma Out, My Get Out of Porn, How to Get Out of Porn, um, or The Get Out of Porn Podcast, and each of those are great in their own way. We're loving this, though, but with that, there's some learning. The video element is different. That's right. That's right. So we're excited about this episode specifically, and I use the word excited a lot, but I guess that's that's where we're at. Um, We want to introduce what I think might be the most important, certainly the most important episode yet, but um, one that probably is going to be one of the most important episodes that we do.
0: Yeah, to be quite honest, this is one of those that might be one of the biggest failures among young men in the church these days. And, you know, again, we get accused of being negative quite a bit. But listen, the state of the church, I mean, the state of how many young people we're losing quite frankly, there's a reason to be negative. And so there's a lot of episodes we're going to be kind of hitting as we already have areas that young men can improve and areas where young men societally, but especially in the church are just not excelling. They're not striving for greatness. Call back to episode one, but I think this might be the biggest one. And that is stepping up in our relationship with God. There's so many young men in the church that are just very content to coast yeah. you know we're the godly young men podcast there's a lot of young men in the church that aren't godly and quite right. frankly they're not striving to be godly and, and i don't s- even
1: know that they know any better that yeah they're, that they're even supposed to be nobody's been calling them to step up there's no examples there, really. around them or right. anything
0: like that right and so i do sympathize with a lot of young men who might be watching this going look i'd love to have a stronger relationship with god i don't know how that's the point of this episode, right? And that's what right. we're going to get into. But we wanted to kind of start with asking this question of why is this such a again failure? And I, we're not trying to be harsh, no. But there's really no other way to put it. A lot of young men they're 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 failing in their relationship with God. It's
1: observing the state of the church. That's why this podcast was born. It's not just that that young men aren't striving for greatness. This is the only thing that matters. Legitimately, this is right. why I say it's the most important thing. If you're a loser in every other area of your life, and that sounds mean, but if if you are, but you get this right. Good for you. That's hey, awesome. Yeah, That's that's what matters, right? This is what matters. But the thing is, when you get this right, everything else will be right. Exactly. Because you realize God has called you to something greater. That God is asking you to strive for dominion. He's asking you to give Him your very best in every aspect of life. So if you get this one right, I feel like everything flows out from there. Um, we we specifically decided to do this one third and not first. We wanted to kind of lay the groundwork for the idea of setting goals and the idea of striving for greatness before we got into this. It's important to strive for greatness. This is the, the keystone, if you want to say, the biggest one yep. here um, for striving. But I would say a lot of young men don't even know what it means to be a Christian, much less stepping up their relationship with God. So I want you to get into that a little bit of what does it mean to actually be a Christian? Right, and so... I want
0: each young per- young man who's watching this episode to legitimately ask themselves two questions. Number one, ask yourself, as we kind of progress through this episode, what is your relationship with God like right now? Because with anything, you have to be able to honestly assess your own faith. You have to—I mean, we need to do that from time to Absolutely. time. Everybody needs to. And yep. so as you're watching this this podcast episode on how to step up in your relationship with God— the first thing you gotta ask yourself is what level are you at? Mm-hmm. And so I wanna before we get into that, I wanna encourage every young man, stop right now and ask yourself that question. What is your relationship with God like right now? I would imagine for a lot of young men watching, it I don't wanna say it's non-existent, but it's we'll say it's plateaued. Sure. And so that's what we're getting into here. But to to your point, I think the reason a lot of one of the reasons that a lot of young men struggle in this idea, of, well, I don't know how to step up in their relationship with God is because they don't really know what it means to be a Christian. Again, so that would be the second question I'd encourage everybody to ask yourself. What does it mean to be a Christian? Because here's what the world thinks being a Christian means. And, sad to say, here's what a lot of churchgoers Mm. think being a Christian means. Show up to church um, somewhat regularly... Maybe hit some fellowship events whenever you feel like it. Um, You know, be a decent person. Don't kill anybody. Don't cheat on your taxes. Don't cheat on your spouse. But other than that, there's really no moral code. Um, Just believe in God. Of course, you got to believe in God. You got to show up to church. Be a decently good person. Maybe prayer pray before your meals. That's pretty much it. is, Is what a lot of people think being a Christian means. There's nothing deeper. In fact one of the most sobering experiences I had when I was teaching a class of young people was I asked them straight up, I asked them this question, mm. what does it mean to be a Christian? You know how many blank stares I received? Oh. Like they had never been asked that before. Yeah. And that's yeah. not to disparage them in any way, but we spend so much time just teaching kind of the basics and mm. Bible stories and the five steps of salvation, which are important. Don't mishear me. But when somebody finally, or really sat down and asked them, hey, what does it actually mean to be a Christian? no idea. Again, just blank stares. And so I want to encourage every young man listening to this and anybody else listening to this, being a Christian does not just consist of those things that I just mentioned.
1: Right, right. And that's so sad to me, but it can very much seem like we're coming down hard on on young men. You know, what's wrong with young men? Um, We're not really calling you out as much as we're calling you upward. It's because this is the reason. Whose responsibility is it for them to learn? Yeah, it's partly theirs. It's the parents' responsibility. Sure. It's, it's the elders' responsibility, right? It's the preacher's responsibility to help these young men and women understand what it means to be a Christian. They've gotten this far in life and they don't they don't know exactly what it means, blank stares. Shame on the older people for doing that. That's why we need this podcast is as we grow, we are going to have to find some answers for ourselves. We are going to have to ask a few questions and be the ones to reach out instead of them always reaching out to us. Um but we can be better than that. We will be. We have to be better than that. As as we grow up, we want to pass down to the next you, generation what it means to be a well, Christian. Well, you have
0: to know why you believe what you believe. Right. And I, I've said this to this same class. I said, you have to know why you believe what you believe. Because if you don't, you might as well not believe it at all. Right. There's no point in believing in something if you don't know why you believe right. in it. And so when we talk about what it means to be a Christian, we might do a whole other episode on that. Because this one is going to be more so about your relationship with God yeah. and how to improve that. But young young men especially we have to understand that this is a committed life this is a sacrificial life of, of you know romans twelve one and yep. 2 talking about presenting yourself as a living sacrifice before god this is a a sanctified life of moving further and further away from sin it, it's a life that there's so much more to it than just well make sure and believe
1: in god and make sure you show up to yep. church i think you're right on us maybe devoting an entire episode to what it means to be a christian to me it is about having a relationship with God. And you go, well, that helps. So to be a Christian is to have a relationship with God. What does that mean? Right? What does it mean to have a relationship with God? Um, relationships are really important. And one of the things that I've noticed working with people in, in therapy quite a bit is those that struggle in their relationship with God, I often ask, how's your relationship with your dad, hmm. with, with your earthly father? Sure. Because nine times out of 10, really 10 times out of 10, but I'll say nine times out of 10 just in case, their relationship with their earthly father is not good. Could mm-hmm. be better. It's strained. It's, you know, dad doesn't really pay attention to me. He's not really in my life. He's not really mentoring me, discipling me, anything like that. Or my dad is abusive or my dad's gone. He's not here or, you know, whatever it may be. And so we have a tough time relating to God. So when we talk about the relationship with the almighty father, if you don't know what it means to have a a relationship with your father, it's going to be very difficult to relate to God. Now, God is not your father. We all know that, but it's difficult. Not your earthly father, I should say and your earthly father isn't God. To believe that is another thing. And so, in having a relationship with God, it's about truly acknowledging and understanding God is different than your earthly father. First mm-hmm. and foremost. The second part of of that I would say is about truly understanding and acknowledging what God has done for you. Yes. Being grateful for for what he's done for you it goes as you mentioned beyond just the five steps to salvation. It's it's recognizing God has done Amazing things in my life. He saved me and for a lot of kids growing up in the church I imagine this is you as well because I did this you grew up in the church. I was baptized at 10 very early Um, I look at my life of sin before I, I know I sinned. I mean, I know I did for sure. Would you um, knock over the cereal box? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blame like your brother for I, it or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Truly, uh, well, that was easy to do. Yeah, my brother's always getting in trouble, so <laughs> could always pin on him. I'm sure that probably had something to do with it, right? I, I was angry with my brother. Maybe I lied once or twice. You know, I was... Overall I was a pretty decent kid. I was the you know youngest of four and so I didn't get into a lot of trouble my siblings did. I saw them and I learned from it. So Typical youngest child. Exactly. Typical you know perfect child. of course. Perfect. Right. That's why my parents stopped as they found perfection <laughs> and stopped. But it took until I was really heavily into pornography and coming out of pornography for me to truly accept and understand God's grace and what God had truly done for me. That's a great point. And in having a relationship with God, I feel like that's a big part of it. Is you need to recognize where you came from, yes, and what God has done to get you out of that. And Ephesians two is a great point to that, which is he he actually mentions five things about the Gentiles being separated from the Commonwealth of Israel and and you know they were lost and and all of these things, right? Um, They were dead in their sins. But Christ, he's going to say, but God, right? He's going to say that twice in Ephesians 2 to make the separation that it's only a work of God that took you from where you are, which is dead in your sins, gone, no hope at all to being one, right? Right. Him creating unity.
0: Sometimes I I truly think a lot of young people just, they miss that because Mm -hmm. they've they've had so much time has been spent drilling into their heads, five says salvation, five of salvation. Well, when we ask the question, what has God done for you? Oh, he sent a son to die for me. What does that mean? Right. Right? right. You know, you have to get beyond the simple point. answer of, oh, well, he sent Jesus to die for me. Everybody knows that. But what does that mean? Right. And you're bringing up Ephesians 2 is exactly it. And if you're trying to follow along here, when we're talking about what does it mean to have a relationship with God, kind of our step one here, which you already said, is to really kind of, you have to acknowledge and understand what God has actually done for you. Because if you don't, why would you even bother having a relationship with him, right? Yeah. Why would he want to have a relationship with you? A lot of young men, I think, don't truly understand that. They think, oh, well, he sent his son to die for me. So much more than that. Ephesians 2, like you're saying, I would encourage every young man and person who's watching this, go go read that. Go yeah. go f- refreshen your memory or go freshen your memory up on Ephesians chapter 2, where in the first three verses, Paul is painting a picture of just how hopeless they were. Yeah. Of just how hopeless anybody is without Christ, yeah, dead in their sins. Right. You know, he, he paints this awful picture, in, then I think it's verse four where he starts off with, "But God, but God, yep. but God did these things for you. God raised you up. God yeah. did all these things for you, and it just—that's what we really have to constantly keep in perspective, whether we're a young man, an old man, young woman, old woman." is that we have absolutely no hope without God. Right. It is only God. It's nothing it it's not about us being uh, the best person in the world about doing good deeds, about visiting shut-ins. None of those things could ever earn us salvation. It's all on God. But our point is we as young men and anybody of course, in order to have a relationship with God, the first step is making sure that you acknowledge and understand
1: that. You have to recognize your sin. I'm yeah. sorry. That, that's that's the biggest part is you have to recognize there there's a humility there. That's really tough to do, though, to look at it and go, man, I'm falling short in this area, this area, this area, this area. Praise be to God, right? Yeah. But God has saved me from that. So, yeah, a gratefulness starts with knowing what you had or, or really what you didn't have to begin well, with. Well, and
0: you have to understand how bad sin is. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. I was baptized young as well. I was 11. And it's one of those things that's kind of given me cause to pause as, as I consider, okay, what is an appropriate age to baptize somebody? This is a whole other discussion maybe. But, you know, I've got a one-year-old, and I'm and I'm thinking, okay, and you're eight, nine years, when he starts asking questions, what am I going to tell him? And and somebody I, I highly respect made a very blanket statement that I was like, I can't really argue with this, basically saying that it, you should not really be baptizing anyone who doesn't understand what lust is.
1: Mm.
0: You shouldn't be baptizing any young man who doesn't understand what it means to yeah. lust, over, lust after somebody. I would agree with that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a lot of young men, I, I think, don't truly realize how awful sin is yep. and why they need to be saved from it. And so that kind of just adds to your point about you have to understand truly how bad sin is, how bad things like lust and looking at pornography and, and all these things, obviously so much more, but how bad those things are, what they do to your soul, what they do to your relationship with God, and what God did for you. That's right. that's, that's the first step. But get us into the second step.
1: Yeah. Number two, um, make every possible effort to get to know him. If you want a relationship with somebody, if I want a relationship with my wife, and I was just getting to know her, <laughs> I've actually seen this done. Um, unfortunately, don't don't make the mistakes oh, of some boy. of these guys where it was kind of I'm too cool for this, and and she'll come, she'll kind of come after me, and, and she'll chase me, and so they kind of play cool, and they didn't spend any time with her, and they didn't really yeah. get to know her because that was going to be they were going to come to her, and right. I don't know, maybe there's an Andrew Tate thing, they'll they'll chase you, <laughs> whatever it is. Don't know. Don't really care. It's horrible advice. If you want a relationship, you have to desire the relationship. You have to do things to get to know that. Make person. effort. You have to make the effort. It's no different with God, is it? I, I don't right. see any difference between the relationship with with you, the relationship with my wife, with my you know anybody else, and with God. Effort has to be involved.
0: This is a God. This is a the Godly Young Men podcast. The guys that are watching this, I would have interesting girls. I would hope, right? And so just put yourself in the shoes of you right. see a really attractive girl that you want to go talk to and you want to have a relationship with what do you do like you said you don't just sit on the fence and, and say well i'm sure she'll come to me you know i'm right. mr cool guy no you do things you pursue that girl you do things to have a relationship right. with with that person and what does that entail spending time with them how many young men don't spend any time with god mm. you ask yourself seriously young men and again this is not to just okay. bash you over the head but it's for you to examine yourself and self reflect yeah go throughout your daily your, your day-to-day schedule you got eight hours a day at school and, and homework and all the things how much time do you actually spend with god mm. again you want to have a relationship with a pretty girl you're going to go spend time with her right. it's no different with god psalm 1 comes to mind when he talks about blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly stands in the past center sits in the seat of the scornful doesn't associate with those people but what does he do verse two his delight is in what the I'm law of the right. Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This is somebody that that chooses to to push away the the negative influences and chooses to delight in the law of the Lord, chooses to spend time with That's God, right. spend time in God's Word. Again, young men, ask yourself, how much time per day do you spend with God, in God's Word? Again, this is a general, stereotypical thing that I'm putting out there, but for a lot of young men, it's Bible class on Sunday morning, sermon Sunday morning, Wednesday night Bible class. Right. That's pretty much it. That, that's a shame. That's that's terrible. It, 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 what kind of relationship would I have with my wife, to, to further your analogy, if I spent three hours a week with her? Mm. Three hours a week right. talking to her, and the rest of the hours doing whatever I wanted. Right. That would not be much of a relationship.
1: No, it really wouldn't. And we talk about getting to know God. What is there to know? Like, If you ever really plumb the depths of Scripture, I'm not even close. I'm right. not even close. Right. I could spend... 12 hours a day, every single day, for the rest of my life, and I would never plumb the depths of Scripture. There are things that, that you know, I got a, my bachelor's in biblical studies, went through uh, Bear Valley and then went through Amerage and got the bachelor's, the accredited bachelor's after, in biblical studies, studied a lot. I've, I've studied a lot since then. I'm nowhere close. There yeah. are things I find all the time that are like, that's jaw-dropping. Things yeah. that God put in Scripture for us to find that's just cool. And if you think that God, I mean, that's the amazing thing about our, our almighty God is he wants the relationship with us. How, is, how phenomenal is that? We serve the almighty, the all-powerful, the right. all-knowing
0: God, and he looks at us and says, yeah, I want to have a relationship yeah. with those weak, fallible human beings. You know what I mean? Yeah. That just blows he my mind. Made
1: a, you look outside. Go. I would encourage people at nighttime, it's nighttime now, step outside, look at the stars. It's marvelous. It's just wonderful. It's just, it's, it's awesome. To look at that and go, whoa, especially if you're in a dark place. If you're in a city, it's a little tough. Either way, you look at that and you go, how many galaxies, thousands and and maybe millions of galaxies are out there. You know who the number one thing in his creation was is? That's us. We're the pinnacle. We're the pinnacle of his creation. We are the best. Uh, and, And he is walking in the garden with us. At the end of time, he's walking again in the garden with us in Revelation 22. He clearly wants the relationship. That's what all of scripture is about. And that's a god if he wants to get to know me and if he's willing to come down and die while i'm still a sinner uh, romans 5 verse 8 right mm-hmm. while i was at my worst christ died for me if he's willing to do that that's somebody i want to know yeah if if somebody saved your life physically and they popped out in front of a car and saved you and they took it themselves you'd be like whoa you know and if they somehow resurrected from the dead i would want to know why'd you do that yeah i mean that's that's i thank you so much right So it is the gratitude, as you talked about, number one, it's the gratitude and going beyond just the typical, you know, I know he died for me, but really resonating with that. Number two is making every possible effort to get to know him through our prayer, through our Bible reading, through reading biblically grounded books, you know, things that, That we find fascinating. There's all sorts of stuff you could get into. I'm not endorsing all of his things, but some of the the interesting things of Michael Heiser with uh, angels and demons and demonology. Well, and and maybe and
0: and just things about like spending time in conversation with people about spiritual things. And and I'm the world's worst about this. It's fun to talk to people about the latest movies that are coming out, right? Star Wars movies, Marvel movies. It's fun to talk about what music you're listening to and all these things. How many young men actually talk to talk to other people? about spiritual things. It's it's just not that common. And right. so that would be something I would encourage you to just start thinking about is, how can I bring God into my everyday conversation? Not that yeah. that's all that you have to talk about. Or you can never talk about music or movies. Not that at all. But maybe try to incorporate some biblical conversation mm-hmm. into your life more than you do now. So, okay, so you've gone over the two things. The third thing I would say before we get to some practical tips about Bible study and prayer, because I'm sure a lot of people should ask, okay, well, how do I do it? What, what are some things? We're going to get to that. But the third thing that I would say about how to... Have a relationship with God. How to establish a relationship with God is that you really have to view the entirety of your life through the lens of God. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians, right. a lot of young men, don't do that. They right. view the lens of the, or they view their life through the lens of what's going to make me happy, what's going to make me the most money, through themselves, yeah. through themselves. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. And so you have to view everything. Your your big life decisions, who you choose to associate with, the person that you that you're going to end up marrying one day, right. everything. You have to view through the lens of God. And again, that's so, so difficult. So many young men, and again, Christians in general, but this is the Golly Young Men podcast. I'm going to focus on young men. So many young men view God as just a spoke on a wheel. I don't know if you've ever heard this analogy before, where you've got the hub of the wheel and you got the different spokes, and and some and one spoke might be your sports life or your school, your academics. Right. Another another spoke might be your job, your career. And God is just one of the spokes with yourself kind of being what everything revolves around. Mm. God's got to be the center. Right. He's got to be that, that center hub. He can't just be one of the spokes. And so that would be the third thing I would say. I don't know if you have
1: anything to add to that. No, I think that's a great point. Uh, it's, it's very easy to compartmentalize God. Yeah. And to just make Him a... a a part as you're talking, I think that's a just a part of our life. Yeah. Just a part, yeah. You know, I got my church life and I got my church friends, yeah. and that's great. But I also got my sports friends, and I got my school friends, and and you know, we're doing these things, and and maybe I, you know, go out at with with my buddies and and do X, Y, or Z, and that's a lot of fun. But then I, when I come to church, I'm a good kid, and you know, I make sure that those those things God ought to permeate. And this sounds really harsh. I know there's a lot of good Christian young men who are trying their best. To be God. And if you're watching this podcast, you're one of those who's trying. Right. And for that, who's, we're grateful. Who's striving yeah. and who's wanting to be better. And we truly are grateful. And we need a lot more of you. And we need your friends to understand these things as well. God has to be everything to us, uh, which is part of the relationship. But everything has to be through the roast and the glasses of, will this bring glory to God? I think. Yeah. And all this comes back to the question of why are we even here? What's the purpose of life? Ultimately, to fear God and keep his commandments, which is the end of Ecclesiastes. And I'd say to bring glory to God yeah. in all things. That's the purpose for Christ coming. We see that in Philippians 2. Everything came back to the glory of God. So is our life, and in everything we do, are, you know all that you do, due to the glory of God? Yeah. Are you doing it to that? So I want to get into some practical tips. We're, we've talked about knowing God. We've talked about Bible study. You hear this a lot, of course. As we're talking about deepening our relationship with God, Bible study is going to come up. Bible
0: study and prayer, and it's tough because everybody's like, well, I already know that. But again, I I think a lot of young men don't know how to study their Bible, or they just don't do it often. And then prayer is also something you hear a lot of 15, 16, 17-year-old young men. It's the prayers, even when they get up and lead in public, it's very basic. It's thank you for this day, for my blessings, be with the sick, in Jesus' name, amen. You know what I mean? And so, yes, prayer and Bible study are, are, I guess, the two... Most basic things, but it's also—I mean—that's how you grow your relationship with well, God. Well, let me say
1: this. Let me say this. Those are so—it's—it's it's cliche, right? It's cliche. Right, yeah. Uh, everybody knows that. Anytime I hear that, I kind of bristle. At it. I once preached a sermon on this, actually. Like, really? Don't let those things become cliche. You are reading the infallible Word, inspired Word of God. Like God spoke to mankind; He wrote it in sixty-six books, and He gave that to you for it's you to get point, to know yeah. Him. Don't ever like uh, underestimate that, and don't underappreciate. Don't undersell that. And on the on the flip on side the flip of that, side, you get, you to, get talk to talk to the Creator. To yes. the Creator. You get to talk to the most powerful being in the universe, and even better, He wants to hear from you. He wants you to talk to Him. We see this time and time throughout Scripture, and, and 1 Thessalonians 5, right? Pray without ceasing. He wants us, and for all men and all and, places and, and to And pray. real
0: quick, think about how phenomenal that is, about how you remember, maybe you don't remember, when you were a kid and... You know, you had those kids that were always kind of like asking their parents questions, and, and at times, you know, maybe you're at this stage. And the parents like, okay, oh, yeah, enough questions, man. This is getting old. God is not like that, right? God wants to hear from you as right. much. You know, there is never going to be any of that. Okay, not today. I just don't feel like it today. Yeah. Or man, this is just really annoying. That's not like it's not. God's right. not like that. How amazing is that?
1: Yeah, it's incredible. So I would say start with appreciating what this is. Yeah, that's Don't a good let point. this become cliche. So
0: here's I'm going to ask you. Yes. Practical tips for Bible study. What okay. what are what are your, and we're not going to give like five each here, but sure. I want you to give one or two. If, if, if a young man's watching this going, okay, my Bible study life is either non-existent or really, really weak. How do I improve that? What
1: are some tips that sure. you would give? And I I'll would say, and, and this is actually coming from you as we were discussing this, commit to not turning on Netflix, YouTube, or video games, or really any social media, yep. TikTok, whatever it may be, until you spent your time with God. Because that may be your your veg time, that may be whatever it is, but until you've spent time with the Almighty, until you have shown that that relationship matters to you, we immediately jump into the things that we always do. So I would commit to turning those things off for a second, putting those things down. Put your phone in another room. Please, please, here's a, don't, this is just a tip. Do not study from the Bible on your phone. Yeah, that's a really Please good don't. one as well. Get yeah. an actual physical hard copy, copy Bible. hard copy Bible because this next tip um, only happens there, which is get yourself a good pair of highlighters, Bible highlighters, uh, markers, highlighters, whatever it may be, something that you can physically grasp and write down and draw, and, and, and it, it becomes so much fun when it opens up
0: everything. Well, and I was going to say, we're not we're not saying get a hard copy Bible because we're, you know, fuddy-duddy stuck right. in the, you know, 20th century right. here. But think about how easy it is to be distracted I'll when be you're shy. studying your Bible on your phone. Oh, look at that. You get a text. Or oh look at that. You got an Instagram update. Yeah, oh ESPN, look at that. You get a uh, ESPN alert, fantasy football, whatever it is. Yep. And so my, my one of my tips goes along with that, and that is find a quiet place. Find a quiet place to study. Mm. Maybe it's your bedroom. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's a maybe it's somewhere outside if the weather's warmer. Maybe it's you know, just find somewhere where distractions are limited. But I love the the Stay away from Netflix and YouTube until you've had your Bible study time, and it's important because you don't want to view it as okay. Well, let me get my Bible stuff out of the way so I can go enjoy myself. Yes, you to don't want here. it to, to. You don't want to get into that mindset. Right. But I think there is something to my 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 relationship with God comes before my Netflix mm-hmm. binges. Right. My relationship with God comes before my you know hours on YouTube and video games, and so I think again, to avoid the mindset of just getting my Bible stuff out of the way, it's more of putting yourself in the mindset of this comes first. This is more important. And because it can be so easy once you get down the the rabbit hole of doing the stuff you really, really enjoy to just kind of keep pushing it off, keep pushing it off. And lo and behold, it's 10 o'clock. You haven't spent time with God, but you're exhausted. Right. So that would be the, just to add to that tip.
1: And the prayer you throw up, which been there, done that. Sure. Uh, The prayer you throw up is half-hearted, exhausted. You're half falling asleep, man. You got nothing left. Uh, God deserves better. He deserves better from me deserves better from you from every every one of us God deserves our very best and and to your point of finding a specific location find a specific time That would be something that I'd say I'm a big believer in winning the morning. You and I have talked about this a lot morning Bible study. Yeah, man I am horrible at getting up in the morning. This has been on my to-do list slash goals list uh, five years now (laughs) (laughs) five years 28 years. Yeah, Yeah. I am I'm not good at getting up in the morning however when I do and I've gotten a lot better this last year. It was my most successful year at that. When I do and I win the morning, I'm I'm doing my Bible study. I'm doing my prayer. I'm really working on these things. And prayer is one that's it's tough for me. That's the one that kind of gets axed the most sure. if I don't make time for it. If I don't get up early enough, um, it changes everything. Yeah, having a set time to approach God. Another but, another tip
0: I would add, real quick, before we move on to prayer, sure. which you, that you might have already gotten into that a bit, but is let's say you're you're listening to this and you're like uh, I am at base level 0 yep. on Bible on Bible reading. Don't think that you have to go in and just create this incredible in-depth study habit. If you haven't even read through your Bible, great. Start point. there. Great you know what point. I mean? Trust me, like studying the Bible deeply is incredibly important, but if you have, are unfamiliar with Bible reading in general, and you don't even have that habit, it's important to start there first. Develop that the reading habit before the study habit. That's
1: such a good point. Don't overdo it. We talked about this in the goals episode, yeah. right? It's so easy to, um, man, I'm, man, I'm going to establish this fantastic uh, Bible study, and, and I'm going to get into the Greek, and I'm going to open Blue Letter Bible. Whoa, whoa, time out. Just work on establishing that. Get into it. If you haven't read through the whole scriptures, through through the entire Bible, do I would that. encourage, yeah. I, I would very much encourage our listeners, um, start a daily habit. It took me a long time to first read through the scriptures. It was not a year-long plan because that's a lot of reading. Sure. If you can do it, fantastic. And, but, and
0: we're not like, we know it gets slow at times. Leviticus yeah. and Numbers are tough to yeah. read through sometimes. And so maybe you're somebody who you'd rather read the Bible chronologically, or maybe sure. you're one of the people that three chapters of the old, one of the start new, the kind new. of incorporate yeah, start in both. Start the New Testament yeah.
1: and then go. And i that's what I did my first time. So many I different ways in to do it. Yeah. Matthew, and then by the time I had Genesis, man, I had already established it as a really strong habit. So it's about the habit, building yes, a habit, whatever's exactly going to get it. you there. However, if you've already been reading your Bible, it's time to take the next step up. When you start studying is when you recognize Leviticus and Numbers are fantastic books. Yep. That comes later in the study. Because once you start breaking those down, you go, whoa, this makes a lot of sense. And you know, I've been preaching through you know Jesus being the tabernacle through John and a lot of cool stuff, stuff. Yeah, that as you're studying, as you're reading, and you're growing your understanding of typology and everything else, uh, you'll run across some amazing things. And so, don't just I would say don't just read. If you are already reading. Get yourself some Bible highlighters, and the biggest thing would be humble yourself and ask somebody in your congregation how do you study.
0: Well, and and this is why I I said to start the episode, ask yourself where where is your relationship with God right now? And this is one of those areas that you have to assess yourself. Really, yeah. let's say you do have a good Bible reading habit, good for you, that is yeah. fantastic. But let's take the next step. Let's strive for greatness, right? right. Going to be a hallmark throughout this episode. I love what you said about asking somebody. Because, you know, culture says, hey, don't ask anybody, right? right. You know, do it yourself. Pull yourself That's what up. That's men like, do, yeah. Right, men just kind of figure it out. There's nothing wrong right. with asking your preacher, right. with asking an elder, with asking somebody that you really respect, hopefully maybe your dad. Yeah. Ask them, hey, how do you study the Bible? You know, what are some things that you do? What are methods you use? There's great commentaries out there online. Blue Letter Bible is yeah. great. You mentioned Logos online is great. And so with all of this, talking about Bible study, and then we'll quickly, quickly address prayer. Take the next step. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take the next step. If you're somebody who's who's gotten with us this far in this episode, then yeah. you're somebody who wants to improve your relationship with God. That's right. This is how you do it. Yeah. And it does take a, a day at a time, just building that habit a day at a time. You're going to have days where you're super busy. You're going to have days where you'd rather do other stuff. Build that habit. Uh, I'm going to switch, though, to prayer and ask you one tip as far as improving
1: your prayer life. Make a list. Make a list of things to pray for. It's very easy to get on your knees and and you start praying to God and you're like, what else I got? That's, yeah. a, that's about it. I can't think. Of. Right. And you knew that there was three or four things mentioned on Sunday, a couple people in the bulletin, or somebody mentioned something last week you needed to pray for, and you go, man, I can't remember what that is. Make a list. Write it down. i got a long prayer list. And when you find that specific place, a quiet place for prayer, and you have your list, you sit down, you're ready to go, man. Like, those things start flowing, and the prayer gets a lot better, and it gets a lot deeper with God Yeah, uh, for that reason. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a... The easiest way to build a deep prayer life is to have a lot to talk to God about. Um, praying through the Psalms would be another one that I think can be helpful of just reading, but also talking to God in that way.
0: One thing I'm going to say too that's, that's really helped me, and, and obviously this, we're just two guys, right? If, yeah, if we yeah. give you a, a piece of advice as far as like something that's worked for us and doesn't work for you, no problem. You know, find stuff that works for yeah, you. Find your own way. But one of the things that really works for me is, and this is why somewhere by yourself and quiet is helpful. Pray out loud. Mm. Helps me a lot. I don't know about you, but sometimes if I'm just kind of praying in my head, it becomes very easy for my thoughts to drift and yeah. not, not be very focused. Whereas if I'm verbally speaking that's the words, point. I've got to be way more focused on what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I've got to actually be thinking about, okay, what am I going to say next and, and who I'm talking to rather than just, again, just kind of praying in your head and your thoughts go over here. And, oh, I've got, I forgot to do this today. And you know what I mean? So that would be my tip is, is actually, again, it, it can be very awkward if there's people around. So that's why, to, to your point, find somewhere where there's nobody around Pray out loud yeah. and you don't have to yell, but you know, actually speak the word. So
1: it gets you ready to pray in front of people at a church as well.
0: Yeah. I'm going to add one more and then we're going to get to our last thing. Yeah. We've gone long on this episode, yeah. but this is a very important one look for ways to serve in your congregation mm. is another thing I would say. I, so not to rank them because they're all important, but yeah. prayer and Bible study, as far as your relationship with God are the most important. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm being too bold in saying that right. those are the things that you're spending time with him. You're spending time in, in his word, the you're things, knowing
1: him and being known by him, right?
0: Those are the most important. And then after that is the surrounding yourself. And then again, look for ways to serve in your church. It's, This is what we bemoan to start the episode. It's so easy for young men to just kind of coast. And, well, you know, they might ask me to lead a closing prayer, and that's about it. Look for ways to serve, not just publicly, but also, hey, how can I serve with the upcoming event? What are things that I can do to get involved? Because, man, as we belabored in—I think think it was the first episode about how young men— when they're teenagers, they just don't do anything to serve the church and then they're expected to jump right in right. once they married and have a family. If they haven't, if you haven't developed that habit, it's gonna be very tough for you. So that would be the last thing that I would say. And because all of this matters. Stepping up in your relationship with God is something that only you can decide to do. You have to decide right now, and which is again why I had you ask that question to yourself, where are you right now? The last question you're gonna have to ask yourself is, are you willing to commit to stepping up in your relationship with God? Because I'll be very frank, a lot of young men aren't. Right. A lot of young men are content to just go to church, show up to youth events and continue to watch porn on their phones and watch YouTube and do all these things without ever stepping up in
1: your relationship with God. Don't be one of those people. Why does it matter? The question is why does anything matter without it? Does anything matter without a relationship with God? No. Life is meaningless if you're not if you're not reaching your higher calling. You can think and I would challenge you to think about that. What is life without a relationship with God? Yep. Great. Every relationship you'll have, they'll either die. You'll die. They'll go by the wayside. You'll fall apart. Your relationship with God will continue for eternity. And and it's not one of those where we get to just mess around here on on you know on Earth and then hey we get that reward too. No, we get to know God now and we get to know God later. It's eternal life. The quality, not quantity, is. And the right? more
0: you desire to know Him here, think about how much greater heaven's oh, yeah. going to be.
1: It's going to be incredible. Yep. Heaven is a place for those who want to know God here. If you want to know God here, it will not disappoint. If you don't want to know God here, what's the point of heaven? That's yep. All it is is relationship and intimacy with God. So, challenge yourself with why. I want to wrap up here, Bible study wise. What are three? What are your top three Bible study books? With, yeah. So this if is if somebody's going to get started.
0: This is the fun way that we'll end it. Um, and this again, my personal top three here. Um, Matthew has got to be up there for me. I love the wow. Sermon on the Mount. Um, Matthew five through seven. And so I could study those three chapters for, forever, but I love Matthew. I, I love the way he writes. I love the way it was laid out. Everybody's usually a big fan of John. I prefer Matthew actually. I, and I know that's sacrilegious, but I love the way Matthew <sighs> laid out. How dare you? And it's very, I just, again, sermon on the mount, all of that, the, the, the details of the crucifixion and all that. Um, so Matthew would be probably in, the, I don't, I don't have these ranked Matthew sure. would be in the top three. Ephesians is in my top three as well. I don't know if I'm going to be taking one of yours there. Um, but we referenced Ephesians too. There's so much in Ephesians that's just oh, yeah. fascinating oh, to yeah. study. And then, man, those are my top two. I guess my third one would probably be Genesis okay. um, because it sets up so much of the rest of the yeah. Bible. And um, th- there's just so much there, so many good stories and things. And so I would say Genesis, Matthew, and, and Ephesians would be my top three. Probably, How about you?
1: You probably took two of my three. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Revelation, Daniel, no, um... <laughs> Malachi. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I Ephesians is fantastic. I love studying Ephesians neat and tidy six chapters splits down the middle ephesians is a fantastic book but since you already took that one i love philippians yep um philippians yes it's all about joy but it's also about paul kind of having his joy sucked out by them not appreciating or recognizing so there's a couple different things going on there with yodi and syntyche fantastic book so philippians is a great one to study um romans is as deep as it gets it is (laughs) it is the next level like it don't start in romans if you're just starting uh don't start there move up to that that's really really fascinating um every chapter tells something that's like mind-blowing but i would say romans is a great one to dig into Old Testament-wise, I'll tell you what I loved as a study is Jonah. Oh, yeah, you sent I me your loved, notes on Jonah. That was good stuff. I loved studying Jonah, so that was really good. But, if yeah, if I'm going to do one, probably Genesis, because yeah. I think Genesis 1 through 3 are the three, I can't say the most important chapters in the Bible, but it sets uh, up the close. need for You're the redemption. Right. It you sets know? up everything. And then all the stories after, it's showing God's relationship with this family, right, starting in chapter 12 with Abraham. Fantastic. So let us know yours. Yeah. That's, that's something we want is... Uh, Obviously, we want more feedback, and we want to kind of open up discussion, but what are your favorite books to study? What's a book that maybe you haven't studied, a, a book that you're excited to? You reference Malachi. That's a great study as mm-hmm. well. Um, any of the minor prophets, those are tough to dig into, a lot of history involved. That's definitely going to take a commentary, going to take some Googling for what's exactly Not going the first on. place
0: we'd start. Exactly. Uh, so I yeah. would not
1: start there, um, but if there's some one that either you've wanted to study and get into or one that you love studying, or if you want to just post your top three. We're open to that as well.
0: well. And as always, if you have a question, we we have tried to cover as much as we can about practical tips for Bible study. But if you have a question about it, message us on Instagram. Right. If you I uh, doubt many young people are Facebook users, but if you are, there is a, the Godly or the I think it's the Gym Podcast Facebook page. Message us on there.
1: Ask your mom or dad on Facebook. Most yeah, likely. comment on YouTube,
0: yeah. and then we can you know exchange direct message info or whatever. But we'd love to answer. That's what That's we're right. here for. This is not just to be a big show and, and for fun. This is so that we can, that's right. or so that you can step up in your relationship with God. And that's been the point
1: of this and episode. And us too as well. That's, that's what this is yeah. all about is we're not coming from a place on high as much as me. And this is something we found useful that we want to do. We're imparting it on while trying to do it ourselves as well we don't want to preach something we're not willing to practice these things matter we're probably going to do an an individual episode on at least a couple of these things yeah i think so moving forward so yes this is a brief overview we recognize that you're going i don't know i I don't know if brief is the right word (laughs) that's a good this is an overview that's a good point it's an over an in-depth overview no not really um We recognize that this is not the deepest thing that you've probably ever heard, but don't let it become cliche. That's really what it comes down to. Please don't let this become a cliche thing. Take it to heart. Talk about it uh, with your parents. Talk about it with other people. What are you doing to better your relationship with God, especially in 2023? We're talking about goals and setting resolutions, striving for greatness. How are you striving for greatness in your relationship with God?
0: Next week, episode four, we're going to switch gears a little bit and focus on something a little bit more physical, working out should you why should young men work out why we believe it's it's very important for young men to exercise and work out again it's gonna be a lot different from this episode but we're gonna hit some practical things stay tuned for that that'll be next tuesday but unless you have anything else to add we are grateful for you joining us for episode three of the godly young men podcast